superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Rich Eisen. He is one of the all-time. Rich Eisen. Absolute friggin' great. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I don't see no competition. With guest host Ben Lyons. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hey, Rich. Huge fan. Love your show. Listen to it every day. Thanks, brother. The Rich Eisen Show. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Ben Lyons. Hour three, the show rolls on. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich. It's the Rich Eisen Show. Across Westwood One, Sirius XM 211. We'll be back on Peacock next week with Brockman, Del Tufo, TJ and the gang. It's going to be a lot of fun. Been having so much fun hanging out this entire week. It's been a crazy time in sports. Last night, the American League gets it done. They get the win 5-2 to two over the National League. All-star festivities. I learned this over the weekend, the baseball weekend, that there's the MLB draft and the Los Angeles Angels drafted 20 pitchers they had 20 draft picks they used every single selection on a pitcher and what's crazy about this is that in 2019 17 of their first 20 choices were pitchers although their top two were position players 17 of 20 and then 2018 16 of their picks were pitchers so they've been drafting pitchers like crazy in Anaheim, and they have Shohei Otani. So I believe that gives me a little insight into the long-term plan with Shohei uh, in Anaheim. Well, first of all, he's only signed a two-year deal. So if they do want to extend him and they do want to offer him a contract, if I'm his agent, I say, pay me like I'm a power hitter and pay me like I'm a pitcher, and I'll give you a little haircut. So as a power hitter, that's $200 million. As a pitcher, that's 250 So I'll give you a deal, $400 million. But now that they've got all these pitchers in their system, maybe the idea is to get Shohei off the mound and just have him play the back half of his career as a power hitter. We'll see. But I just thought that was crazy that the Angels drafted 20 pitchers with their 20 draft selections. So as I'm getting older, I am trying. What's that? Who's that? Person? I think I'm the best power hitter on the, oh, on the yeah, planet. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's that? Matt Alonzo? Pete Alonzo? Who are you, Alonzo? Who's that? What? Get out of here. As we saw, Vlad Guerrero Jr., I think, is the best power hitter on the planet. I think I'm the best power hitter yeah. on, the, on the planet. Sorry, bro. You won, a, you won a, uh, a home run contest, which is great. But let's see what happens with him down the back half of the season. Um, 
I'm trying to find the pockets in the universe as I get older that bring me strength, that let me know that there's a higher power that's looking out for all of us and that our best days are still in front of us. So when the universe tests me, when the universe challenges me with uh, adversity, uh, I call upon this larger belief, this larger faith that there is good in the world and purpose. So when I land and try to get a car rental and it takes three and a half hours and I have to run across the divide to stop the shuttle and I wait in line, get upsold, told I don't have a car and then that car turns out and dies two days later and I have to go back to the dealer, get a new car rental. The universe is testing me, but I'm looking for those pockets of hope and looking for those pockets of faith and while this recent experience is true and happened to me just the other day, there was a silver lining in that I formed a new friendship. I was waiting for the car rental. I was waiting in line. It was absurd. It was hot. It was ridiculous. People were losing their minds. But there was a dude standing there with an NFL PA backpack on, and he looked over to me and said, how you holding up, big dog? I was like, honestly, not well, but I know that I'm in this with another human being and that I think with our positive energy, we can survive this together. And sure enough, we did. And that guy is kind enough to join the show. His name's Brian Peters, who played in the NFL as well as a gang of other places. How did you survive that ridiculous ordeal? And do you have the same sort of life philosophy that in the face of great adversity, you know that there's hope and faith to get you through? Oh, most definitely. He did a good job summing up the story, too, between the, the security guards screaming at us for running across six lanes of traffic. But, yeah, I've, I, I always I, – I fall to stoicism more than anything where if you realize things are inside of your control, good. If not, you kind of just roll with the punches, and the boys kind of did that. Um, there, I didn't know your car died two days two days later too. That's crazy. That's another. That's a remix to the story that I was excited to share with you yeah. on the air. Honestly, when it happened, I was like, I can't wait to tell Brian. Yeah, yeah. I, last last I saw you, I left you at hour four as I was driving away. At least at least I got the free upgrade though. Brian Peters joins the show, a linebacker at Northwestern who would go on to play for teams like the Iowa Barnstormers, the Omaha Nighthooks, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders where he won a championship. I want to hear about the Great Cup party nights cuz I'm sure that was pretty epic. But then you were able yeah. to stick with it and catch on with the Vikings and the Texans. Uh, what was in it inside yourself? What made you believe that after knocking on the door for so many years that you still had this opportunity to play in the NFL at a high level? Uh, it was kind of a crazy story because, like, like I was all Big Ten and, uh, like, led the Big Ten interception, so I thought I had a shot to at least be, like, an undrafted free agent or slip into late rounds, and I didn't get a call on draft day besides my head coach, Pat Fitzgerald. And um, and then, like, I ended up weaseling my way into, like, a tryout, like, at the rookie mini camps for the, the Buccaneers and the Bears. And there I just got a look at their draft picks and just thought I could play. And, like, that's where it just got locked into me that I know I can play at this level. So I just – I bit down and gritted and went through all these other leagues and eventually earned an opportunity to get back. So – and there's a lot – there's crazy amount of nuanced stories and all the all the stops. But eventually I was I was lucky enough to – uh, get an opportunity in the CFL, and then the CFL earned me the opportunity from like a special team standpoint to get into the NFL. And then that first Sunday with the Vikings, walk me through the emotions, walk me through just what it's like to 
not you didn't stick on with the Vikings. You 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 got on with the Vikings, but then made it with the Texans. So your first Sunday was it with the Texans, right? Yeah. So this is actually a crazy story. So um, the so the Vikings actually put me on practice squad, and then the Texans uh, like I had a good preseason with the Vikings, and the Texans uh, uh, tried to sign me off their practice squad. And so how that works if you get signed off of a practice squad. The team that signs you guarantees you three active games, which gets you like an accredited season towards like your uh, benefits and that kind of thing. So um, I had the so when I get the phone call from the Texans, I'm going to the airport four hours later um, to hop a plane to Houston, and the Vikings start calling me. They say, "Hey, no, you should stay." Um, they guaranteed me like a full year active salary to stay on the practice squad, but the, and said they'd like work to get me up. And then, like, if I go to Houston, um, I only get three games guaranteed. So I end up, like, I'm sitting at the airport bar, like, ordered a drink. I'm talking to, like, my parents, like, my, my boys and some teammates that have been through similar things. And um, so I have the option to stay for half a million dollars guaranteed or go for three active games and whatever that ends up being, like, $70,000, something like that. And eventually I had this, like, this awesome buddy, and, like, I kind of came to the realization where, like, I played in three different leagues for the past three years to play in the NFL, not practice. And I, I hop on the plane. Um, and then my, my first game, my first, the first kickoff of my first game with the Texans, uh, I made the tackle on kickoff and I ended up having a, a very solid year there. My first year. Very solid is an understatement, Brian. You led the league in special teams tackles and went on to become a captain um, for your outstanding play on special teams. And, it's incredible that inner drive, that desire to, to achieve, to continue uh, pursuing your dreams, like led you to the NFL stage. And now you're continuing to touch the game and continuing to work with athletes. I think it's so cool. I was doing some some uh, research on your Instagram, the, the breath work that you do, the mind control. These are all things that I would imagine played key roles in your path to the NFL. And I'm curious now how you're sharing them with the next generation of players. Yeah, no doubt. It's been phenomenal. I just, I was always looking for, I was chasing edges, trying to um, find these like advantages to like, again, just maintain success and either be, like raise my VO2 max or whatever I could. And at the time the Texans were paying for uh, like the sensory deprivation, the float tanks. And I started like holding my breath in there. So I like, I, I coach like optimal performance and primarily like breath work and mental skills now. And I eventually found like Wim Hof and free diving protocols to try and hold my breath longer in this, um, in this tank. And then eventually me and another buddy developed this business and started tailoring it to, um, sport and like ways to increase CO2 tolerance tolerance and ways to upregulate and downregulate and actually like manipulate the body to produce more red blood cells and actually like naturally like trick your body into thinking you're at elevation. So you get uh, like 10 to 20% more red blood cells for an hour to two hours. And all these just became advantages. And um, I found it, I found the breath work late in my career. And now like we have the ability now where we can obviously pass that along. And uh, we're, we're working with about 10 NHL guys now, uh, a few MLB guys and guys are loving it. Our players are uh, PRing in their VO2 max um, they're loving the like the ability to conserve energy and breathe less during games and downregulate between shifts on the ice. It's been it's been really cool. We just we just believe that breath is kind of like a missing pillar of performance when it comes to pro sports, and um, we're slowly cracking the door to pro sports. We have a, a 
a consulting deal with the, the Giants who are playing lights out right now. I think they're number one going into all-star break and that kind of thing. So it's cool to see all this stuff start to like just open people's eyes and it gives people a tool just to um, regulate themselves. Like constantly, if you, if you can breathe in an environment, you can own the environment. If you breathe in a position, you can own the position. So all this, like all these abilities are like very available to us just since we're like the only type of animal that can actually control our respiratory rate. So it's, it's been really cool to see guys actually feel it and then adopt our practices and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, dude, it's been, it's been phenomenal so far. Brian Peters joins the show friend for life, having survived the most ridiculous, insane car rental experience of all time. A reminder when life throws adversity your way to find the silver lining, the hope, the positive energy, uh, because it's out there. You just have to push through all the muck. And, and when I hear you, um, you know, talking about just the power of breath, it makes me realize that breath is the only thing we're guaranteed to have our whole life. As soon as we lose it, we lose our life. And the idea that no breath doubt. is stays with us and is the thing that's always there with us in hard times. So walk me through a scenario in the NFL uh, where a player's breath control can really be the difference between winning and losing. No doubt. So, like, just a, a simple way to look at it first, and it's it's been highlighted here pretty recently in, like, the news and those kind of things, but, like, the athlete that breathes, the, breathe, breathes less usually wins. So, like, the goal is to breathe and save energy and conserve energy so, like, down towards the end of the game or the end of an inning or anything like that, like, you have more energy than the, than the other guy. And you see it uh, illustrated beautifully in fighting. Like, you can see when somebody's mouth-breathing, breathing heavy – like mouth breathing is fight and flight. Like, so the longer a guy can stay nasal breathing and peaceful and parasympathetic and controlled, like flow state airs more on the side of parasympathetic than it does like fully amped up um, and like going crazy. Like that doesn't mean you're solving problems at a high rate. So like in the NFL, um, like in, like in between snaps, like we, we don't coach guys to like stress, like, Oh, I'm mouth breathing, blah, 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 blah. No, like we're like, it's just a tool to downregulate, get, nose to mouth, nose to nose, and lower that respiratory rate, breathe less, tell your body it's safe, tell it it can recover. But because if you get stuck in this bad breathing patterns, like throughout the day, like you're not, you're never going to breathe right in performance either. But like the, the more tools you have to conserve energy over the span of a game, the better. And then like, like your, your respiratory rate and your heart rate and all these physiological cues, also tell your brain like how in control you are like are you fight and flight or are you controlled and solving problems like when like the the psychology behind it is the more you lose control of your physiology the more you actually lose your problem solving abilities that's why a lot of guys um like freak out and lock up and like don't do what they know they're very capable of doing like like defensive coverage isn't really that complicated on paper but you, the bullets start flying you, you just got your ass kicked, you're, and then you're, you're breathing heavy and you're freaked out and you're worried, all these things. You start losing the human gift of solving problems. So, like, like we, we control – like, we, we basically teach that, like, psychology is unresolved physiology. So if you can control your breath and tell your body and your mind that you're safe and you're controlled and you're more closer to a flow state, you can play better and perform better. So we give guys tools to, like, downregulate in between – um, like series in between snaps. And then we, we, we train guys in the off season. We train their mechanics. We increase lung capacity. And then the big master thing that people don't understand is uh, like carbon dioxide tolerance, CO2 tolerance. Like everybody in the world, like it doesn't matter if you put an oximeter on somebody that's 
500 pounds or 150 pounds, they're going to have 99 to 95% oxygen in their system. The problem isn't oxygen. It's the byproduct of, uh, of the work. It's how tolerant you can be to CO2. And that's why people can hold their breath for 10 minutes plus. And they, they develop and they work these, these exercises like free divers and things like that to become more tolerant to CO2. So how that translates to sport now, that's aerobic capacity. That's your aerobic, like the longer and the better you can use oxygen and the more tolerant you become to CO2, the longer you can work. Uh, does that make sense? Absolutely. And I mean, it, it yeah. was something that I was trying to focus on when I was standing in that car rental line to deregulate and to <laughs> slow down because I was getting amped up and jacked up. And that's when you're like, how you doing, big dog? And I'm like, yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's, and, and so like, and, it, and like some of like <laughs> coaches will tell you your entire life, Hey, just breathe, take a deep breath. Like that kind of thing. Okay, coach, like, but I need to be coached there. Like, the like, deep breath isn't the trick. Like, you can't tell, like, a, like a super, super, like, a, or, yeah, super ventilating or hyperventilating little girl to breathe in. Like, the goal, the problem that they're having with, like, an anxiety attack or anything like that is their carbon dioxide's going crazy and they're not tolerant to it. So, you need to dump CO2. So, now the power's in the exhale. So, say you're standing in line at the car rental place, extend your exhales, get CO2 out. In like inhale like one to two ratio inhale for one exhale for two inhale for three exhale for six get the co2 out so the oxygen can get into the cell and calm the body and the mind like people just don't like nobody's coached you how, like they tell you to breathe but they don't coach you how to breathe and that's where we're trying to just kind of change the game a little bit and it's been it's been cool to see people pick it up and it's and it applies to anywhere from literally from kids to like my grandma loves the stuff now too so it just uh it, it runs the whole gauntlet because Everybody breathes. Everybody has oxygen in the system. The problem is, like, you got to understand the relationship, oxygen, CO2, and then and, and you got to take yourself to some dark places with breath holds and understand that, like, again, like, every breath helps or hurts you. Like, if you breathe through your mouth all day, that's a problem. There's, like, one benefit to mouth breathing, like, when you're not actually fighting and competing, and that's it. You get oxygen in and out faster. That's it. Everything else, like, there's 20 benefits to nasal breathing. But Man, there's so like, much that goes into it. and any athlete, any team that's working close with you, um, I, I would imagine it provides a great service to what they're trying to do as an organization. And I can't thank you enough for coaching me through that crazy day we shared. Yeah. And I'm really inspired by your story, man. The more research I do on having to fight through all these random stops before finally getting to play in the NFL, it's inspiring stuff. I wish you nothing but success, man. I appreciate it. You're a stud, man. I'm glad we got, got to meet over and the car broke down. Can you believe that? Then the car broke down. It's ridiculous. That's that, that's just the story. Do, do you tell them that you uh, saw your college roommate, though? That's the reason. No, my, my, one of my oldest friends since I was three. Yeah, Ben Bronfman, the legend. Again, finding the pockets of hope and inspiration amidst adversity. Oh, my goodness. What a day. Um, Brian Peters, great career, and he's just getting started. Congratulations, man. Appreciate you taking some time. I appreciate it. You're the man. Brian Peters, former linebacker, now breath specialist, giving you a little insight into the mindset of professional athletes looking to find that edge, looking to take it to the next level. Coming up next, a sneaker historian, the world's most accomplished digital content creator when it comes to sneakers, the host of the kickback on Snapchat. He's my buddy, Jock Slade, going to preview and talk about some of the NBA Finals sneakers. P.J. Tucker, Devin Booker and the Kobe's, the CP3 Custom Jumpmans. We're going to get into all the sneaker culture surrounding the finals next. It's Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on The Rich Eisen Show.
passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons hanging out for Rich on a Wednesday. Game four of the NBA Finals tonight in Milwaukee. Very excited to see the Devin Booker bounce back game. I want to see him go for 30 plus. I think it's the key to the Phoenix taking back control of this series and then finishing things in five. My prediction was Suns in five. However, I did not expect Giannis to be healthy like this, going for 40 burgers and back-to-back games. Something tells me he's going to have Another big outing tonight. Will it be enough for the Bucks? We'll find out. 9 o'clock on the East Coast, 6 o'clock here out West on ABC. But in addition to being curious about what Devin Booker is going to be doing with his actual play, I always keep an eye on Book and what's on his feet. I always keep an eye on his feet because he's known to rock some exclusive Kobe's, some crazy color, color, uh, color combinations and colorways. And Devin Booker, definitely one of those sneaker influencers. I look at... Uh, with Greek Freak, with Giannis, his own signature shoe. These are the things that are on my mind in the NBA Finals while I'm watching, so I figured it'd be a great time to catch up with my old friend, uh, Jacques Cousteau. He called him Cousteau on uh, on Twitter, but he's Jacques Slade, at Cousteau. Uh, appreciate you taking some time. I, affer- I refer to you as the world's uh, most authoritative voice in sneaker culture on the Internet. Is that face to say? Is that fair to say, you think? Uh- I, I appreciate that title, and I will take it. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, you host, a show, you host a show on Snapchat called The Kickback. Your YouTube page has all these unboxings, and I know you're yeah. dialed into the NBA Finals like I am. Talk to me just sort of about some of the sneaker storylines that are surrounding the Bucks and Suns. Man, it's, it's really been quite amazing. You know, when the NBA lifted the rules about the sneakers that the guys could wear on the court, 
you know, you didn't really know what to expect, but now you, you're starting to really see guys pull out like the most amazing stuff that you just never expected. I mean, going back years, pulling out stuff that old Jordan players wore back in like the early 2000s, or you have, you know, people like PJ Tucker that just have, you know, the most amazing sneaker collection and can pull out pretty much anything that he wants and, and wear it on the court. I mean, he wore Nike mags too. I think it was game two. He wore Nike mags in the tunnel. Like he's just insane. That was finals worthy. The Nike mags, of course, made famous in back to the future too. Uh, Michael J. Fox wore the, those shoes in the movie, but then Nike actually made the Nike air mag in very limited quantity. I remember I hosted an auction yeah. for him once that went for like 30 grand for charity and yeah. PJ's casually wearing them in the uh, in the tunnel yeah. before the game, but it is a real sneaker and NBA Finals with not only PJ Tucker but my buddy Langston Galloway, who hasn't uh, had much yeah. time on the floor. But I, he had a big announcement that he dropped his own shoe line called Ethics that that is out now. Yeah. He's been somebody who's been really involved in sneaker culture. Uh, talk to me, sort of about Langston and the role he plays in the sneaker conversation. Yeah, so Langston, you know, quiet is kept. You know, Langston wears, like, some pretty amazing sneakers as well. Like, he's not too far behind P.J. Tucker. He may not get the press that P.J. gets, but Langston is always bringing heat when it comes to the sneakers as well. But, uh, like you said, like, the big thing for him is, that walking into the finals and launching his own brand, Ethics brand, which looks really, really great. I know they have one silhouette now that I've seen with white. I know I've, I've been talking to the designer, Brett Golliff. Um, and it's, it seems like it's going to be a really exciting time for them. They're like in a pre-launch sort of phase. They're, they're going to be coming out really soon from what I've been told. But it's, his brand is really about like the morals and ethics. It isn't um, the, the typical like flashy in your face kind of thing. It's really, it really has a base in like a morality and ethics and being right about what you're doing and having focus on what you're doing. So I really appreciate him taking that sort of perspective and using that sort of storytelling as his angle for his shoe line. So looking forward to seeing when it comes out. Hopefully I can get a pair to put on the table for, for an unboxing. Content creator, sneaker unboxer, the Internet's most authoritative voice on all things sneaker <laughs> culture, the host of the kickback on Snapchat, Jock Slade, a good buddy of mine, joins the show. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. It's so cool, Jock, to see NBA sneaker culture permeate through other sports. Just saw Aaron yeah. Judge at the All-Star game wearing a pair of Jordan 4s. Uh, you see NFL yeah. players wearing you know, Jordans as cleats. And then, of course, the game of golf now has exploded with basketball shoes being repurposed for golf. So talk to me about yeah. some of the, the things that you love seeing across all sports that you can directly tie you know, rooted back to NBA and, and WNBA sneaker culture. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, a lot of it is like it's, it's allowing these guys to show their own personalities. A lot of time we have this really uniform look at these players outside. You know, the NBA, they, they, they've been pretty good about letting their players have like their sort of individuality. But in most other sports, like there, there's a, a bit of a uniform approach. And as much as we love like the team aspect, there are individual players that we love. And through sneaker culture, we're starting to see some of those personality and a little bit of that individuality that you see uh, that you, you know that these guys have. And now they're able to express it through the shoes that they wear, whether they're really brightly colored or it's a Kobe shoe because they respect Kobe and they've, they brought the Mamba mentality into their world. Or if you're someone like Pat Perez that plays golf, 
but you're a huge Michael Jordan fan. And, you know, you found your first pair of Air Jordans in a trash can. So, like, I don't know if some people know, but the story of Pat Perez, he found his first Air Jordan 4 in a trash can and wore them until they basically fell apart. And now he has a deal with Jordan Brand as one of the few golf athletes that actually have a sponsored contract with with Jordan but plays golf. Like, you, you just don't really see – that sort of like basketball world enter into the golf world. But now you see Pat Perez doing it. You see Harold Varner doing it. You see uh, Bubba. Bubba's been wearing Jordans on the course the last couple of rounds. I don't, I don't even know what that's about, but like it's really cool to kind of see that aspect. And of course you have like Brooks Kepka wearing off-white um, on, the, on the course, uh, I believe it was a couple of years ago. It's called and, fashion, know, bro. Yeah fashion bro when the, the, the reporter asked him about it so it's really cool to kind of see that sort of like that flavor and that 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 bit of their personalities leak into the world uh leak into the other sports world and I, i'm looking forward to more of it happening because i think there's plenty of room for sneakers to grow jock slade joins the show be sure to follow his youtube channel where he unboxes the latest and greatest in sneaker culture and check out the kickback on snapchat Jack, I'm very excited for the WNBA All-Star game tonight uh, because you got Team USA versus Team WNBA All-Star. I think it's a great format, and I think we're going to see some great sneaker moments from the women not only tonight, but also in Tokyo. Team USA has Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart, who just made the switch from Nike over to Puma. So what's kind of um, catching your eye in the world of women's basketball shoes these days? Well, I mean, the women bring just as much heat as the guys. Like, let's 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 keep it honest. Uh, I'm really excited to see what like stuff like Skylar Sky Diggins, like she's with uh, with Puma. So, like, seeing what she brings out, um, seeing what Candace Candace is going to bring. You know, Candace just broke that record. Up. I believe it was like five thousand points and like four like a hundred blocks or whatever. Like, she just broke some. Like she was like the first one in the WNBA. To, to, to make that mark while hosting on TNT and appearing on video games right. and, and yeah. raising her daughter and being the coolest person yeah. ever. <laughs> right. And going, and going at Shaq, which I love. Right. It was amazing. <laughs> that, that was the best. Like this, that whole, that whole uh, session, that segment that they had. With just her, her side eyes at Shaq, at. just the way she, her, her face contorts <laughs> and she looks at him like you moron. Like, come on, come on. Don't play me, Shaq. Don't play me. You know I'm nice. So, I, I mean, the women are, are just as just as exciting as, as the men, and it'll be pretty cool to see what, the, what they bring out for the game. You know, the Olympics are a huge marketing event, obviously, for Nike, and there's lots of Nike signature shoe athletes on the men's basketball side and some of the big stars in the women's basketball side, but just across all sports. I mean, I remember the, the gold cleats from Michael Johnson in the 96 Olympics. Yeah. Um, you know, what are you yeah. looking forward to just from a sneaker perspective in Tokyo? Uh, I was actually just talking about this on Twitter earlier today. Um, so Nike is doing something with skateboarding. You know, skateboarding is an Olympic sport now. So they, they're going to have like Olympic shoes for the skateboarding world. And they just introduced something called the, the Zoom X, the, the Sandy Zoom X, which is a, a takeoff of Sandy Bodecker, who helped like establish Nike SB. But he was also one of the branch, uh, one of the guys behind breaking two when when Yulip Kipchoge broke the uh, the two hour marathon record. So they had that shoe called the Next Percent. So 
So they've kind of combined those worlds with like skateboarding and running together to create this skateboard shoe, which I'm really excited to see. It's only going to be available in Tokyo. So obviously that's super exciting. Then you have like Dame. I think his Dame, the Dame 7 is really starting to get some buzz. So he'll be wearing new versions of that out in Tokyo. And then you have like Allison, who's doing her own thing with like her Athletica brand. And then with her, um, with her own brand, like you'll see stuff like that of athletes like taking ownership of their own world and putting their own brands out there. So the Olympics is obviously a huge stage, and you have this opportunity for these athletes to really show what they're made of. Jock Slade joins the show. You can follow his YouTube channel. You can follow him, of course, on Twitter at Cousteau, and be sure to check out the kickback on Snapchat. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah, the Olympics are such a world stage and a moment, and the fact that sneakers can now be a part of that uh, is big time. But outside of sports, where are you seeing sneaker culture pop up in a meaningful way? And what do you predict for the next few years in terms of the way that young people are able to have access to shoes and what they want from the shoes that they line up for or wake, like wake up early for and, and take L's on sneakers? Uh, wake up and take L's. That's, that's the hard part about it. Uh, the sneaker world is not an easy world uh, to, to compete in. But, I mean, I think for, for just the, 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 the larger population, like, sneakers are kind of what I was talking about the athletes. They're really becoming this, like, signature piece of what you wear. And there's so many options out there. A lot of people, they only see, oh, the Yeezys, or they only see the Boost. But there's so many different options out there. You don't have to wear Jordans to have cool shoes. There's plenty of cool shoes out there. And I think the public is really starting to realize that. They don't need to chase after the hype stuff. They can really give their own personality through the shoes they wear, whether that's a dad wearing Monarchs or if it's a young kid wearing Air Force Ones or if it's, you know, a hipster wearing a pair of Shell Toe Adidas because they love Run DMC, there's an opportunity, I think, for everyone to kind of show their own personality, and that's only going to grow as people start to, you know, really begin to, to shape their own individual personalities and, and realize that they don't need to go with the flow, that they can, they can create the flow on their own. And sneakers are a big piece of creating that flow on your own. And there's somebody who's listening to our show out there who's, who, who might be tuning in and saying, who is this guy who made a career talking sneakers and filming unboxings and it's seen you travel the world you got to interview kobe a number of times you've done all this incredible stuff designed your own shoe for nike how do you even explain what it is you do and how you began on this incredible journey of being the internet's most authoritative voice on all things sneakers Man, I, you know, I, I approach it as, you know, I just chased after my passion. Sneakers and sport were really something that I was really passionate about, obviously. You know, especially when it comes to basketball, that was like my first love. And sneakers came out of that. And I, I just wanted to create something that people with shared interests could relate to. You know, I gave my own opinion about these things and really kind of shaped my own narrative about those things. And as sneakers grew in popularity... Um, also did the content that I created in my YouTube channel. And, you know, that uh, afforded me the opportunity to go to Jordan's house and, and talk to Jordan or talk to Kobe or riding around with KD. And, you know, even like when Disney Plus first came out, it gave me the opportunity to, to do a segment with Jeff Goldblum on the unboxing sneakers. So it just, it just kind of built over time. And it's really just me giving my opinion and sharing my honest feedback about sneakers and giving the public the information that they need 
so that they can make the best choice when it comes to the sneakers that they buy. It's been an incredible journey. It's been fun to watch it from afar as a fan, and it's been even better to be able to call you a friend. And I love having somebody in my life who I can look at the NBA Finals with and not only analyze the basketball, but look down on the feet and see what everybody's working with, Uh, especially Chris Paul, who I know puts so much attention and detail and energy into his shoes. He hides a Chevron logo on every pair because his grandfather owned a Chevron station. He has his kids' names oftentimes woven into the shoes. What's it like for you to see CP3 out there, not just as the player at this stage in his career, but the sneakerhead? Yo, it, I mean, it's great. You know, I, I, it's hard to, to, to separate the two for me, obviously, from watching CP3 for so long and being on both sides as a sports fan and as a sneaker fan. So seeing him at this point in his career and being at this point in the NBA Finals is just really exciting. And then it's also great to see how active he is, you know, being a part of the Player Association, but then also like making a statement by wearing all these, uh, the, 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 the uniform, not uniforms, but the attire of like HBCUs and getting that message out there. So people are are more aware of those colleges, like him as a whole and everything that he's doing as a whole, I just think it's super inspiring and and, and really putting a a, a great role model for the younger NBA players and just for people in general of what you can do if you never give up and you keep on fighting and you see what keeping on and the fighting has has gotten him. And I'm rooting for him to, uh, to get this championship. Jock, do me a favor. Put on your executive hat for one moment here as we wrap up. Give me two athletes okay. that Nike should give signature shoes to. Two athletes that Nike should give signature shoes to. Uh, well, I was going to say Dak, but Jordan got him. So, uh, so D- Dak Prescott is still kind of in my head, but you know he's a he's a Jordan guy now. And then um, on the golfing side, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Rory get like a cool signature shoe, not just like a technically sound golf shoe, but something that kind of bridges the lifestyle world as well. A lot of kids look up to Rory Mm -hmm. and I think it would do the golf world some justice to get a lifestyle sneaker that could go both on and off the course and, and then uh, add a little flair to it. Uh, That's, that's, that's where I'm leaning. uh, But we, we, we never know. Hopefully Rory, Rory signed to Nike. So maybe they can get him a signature shoe. Well, if he can show out, if he can show out in the open championship, uh, they might take you up on that. We got to see Rory deliver in a major. It's been a minute. Yeah, well, well, they're listening, Ben. You're you're talking, so they're listening. So yes, you know, no, of course, the Rich Eisen show plays all across uh, Beaverton's campus up in uh, up in Nike. Uh, <laughs> dude, thank you so much for taking some time. Enjoy the games tonight, and be sure to check out what Langston's rocking. Shouts out to Ethics. I'm looking forward to seeing those. Absolutely, absolutely. Good stuff, Jock Slade. You can catch him, of course, on his YouTube channel, Unboxing Shoes. Follow him on Twitter at Cousteau. And, of course, check out the kickback on Snapchat. I just love having different voices on the show, not just breaking down the X's and O's, but showing everyone that, you know, who isn't a player can still touch the game in some impactful and meaningful way. Um, All right, Famous Birthdays coming up next as we close out Hour 3 right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. 
You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons here on a Wednesday. Going in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. I want to thank our friend John Ireland, voice of the Lakers, for calling in. And I tell you, I play golf with John here in Los Angeles. And at 6 in the morning, first light, first off the tee, I got a little crust in my eyes. I need a little cup of coffee to keep it moving. John Ireland is broadcasting my golf shots as if it's Game 7 of the NBA Finals. There's a deep drive from Lions off the first tee. Atta boy. So John Ireland brought his energy to the show. We thank him for it. Marcus Johnson checking in from Milwaukee. He'll be in the building tonight for game four, Bucks and Suns, which I think is going to be the game of the series, not just in terms of uh, the balance of power within the series, but in terms of just excitement, a close contested game. I'm, I don't know if it's my heart that's having me make this prediction or I really think it with my brain, but Look for a barn burner tonight in Milwaukee, a game close to 100 points or less uh, that's going to be within a few possessions. So that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, Earl Monroe, the legend, Earl the Pearl, called in, uh, which was really appreciated. I mean, when I think of him and Walt Clyde Frazier, that is the first backcourt that comes to mind when John Ireland says Steph and Clay are the greatest backcourt ever. I say challenge flag. I'll give you the Rolls-Royce backcourt of the 1973 Knicks. Brian Peters, my new friend from the uh, the car rental debacle, a guy who works with NFL and, and NHL and MLB players on breathwork, was kind enough to call in. And, of course, Jock Slade. So we had a big show, and, and it continues on because what I love about filling in for Rich is that I'm supported by such a great staff. Despite being a Raider fan, I got art on the boards, always looking for an excuse to drop in the Raiders. And he's helping getting the calls set up. But there's also... A, an entire staff of producers here at, at, at Rich Eisen who send you little nuggets, little facts about the day and things that happened in this date in history. And in 1999, July 14th, 1999, The Blair Witch Project was released. Now, this movie, I think, was ahead of its time before cell phone footage, before we were used to seeing grainy footage or footage that was handheld and shaky, along comes this movie about these kids in the woods and there's a ghost. And I just remember be, remember being terrified. And to be honest, I don't think I've gone back to a scary movie since. Not because 
I don't like the experience, but I don't think anything could top that original Blair Witch because now it's just turned so graphic and violent. And I don't need a guy named Jigsaw, looks like a clown, peeling back eyeballs. Like, life is too short. Hostile, the hills have eyes. I'm a Knicks fan. I have enough pain in my life. Okay, I don't need to sign up and spend $18 to go get more. But the Blair Witch Project, this date in history, 1999, uh, a Sundance movie, a watershed moment in filmmaking and independent filmmaking. I think the film cost $1.50 to make and made $600 million. I think it's something around that. I have to check the numbers. Uh, a couple famous birthdays. Conor McGregor, one of my least favorite athletes. I'm not going to lie. Watching a guy break his ankle, lie down on the ground and scream to his opponent that his wife's hitting on him. That's not sports to me. That's just a circus. So happy birthday. Hope your ankle feels better, Connor. Uh, Jane Lynch, one of my uh, the, one of the funniest women in, in Hollywood, is uh, it's her birthday today, uh, as is Jackie Earl Haley. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley, who had a, a wild career, but to me, I always love him as the guy who never got the big check in semi-pro. Like in semi-pro, he's always owed the big check from hitting the half court. Hey, man, I took it to the bank, and they weren't able to cash it, man. Like, such a great little random role for Jackie Earl Haley. Um, Darrell Revis' birthday today. Darrell Revis, with one of the great nicknames, Revis Island, because I think there's an art to having a sports nickname that also has your real name. It's not the Splendid Splinter or the Say Hey Kid or the Greek Freak. But having your real name as part of your nickname, Revis Island, Air Jordan, Wade County. Like, I love that. I think that's a lot harder to do. Um, Darrell Revis, too. I mean, such a great line. I have one. Corner. Yeah, what do you got, Art? Yeah, Bo, you don't know Diddley. Uh, you know, that's going to set it up pretty interesting for him to the end of this season when he goes back to the Los Angeles Raiders. Bo knows that Art's a Raider fan, I think, is what Bo knows. Any chance to sneak in some Raider talk, my man Art on the boards is going to take it. And, uh, yeah, who else had a birthday today? Oh, Matthew Fox from Lost. When I think of Matthew Fox, I think of Katherine Heigl in the movie Knocked Up with Seth Rogen. They've just had this one-night stand that ultimately would get her pregnant and they'd have a kid together. But they have this drunken night this one-night stand, and they're at the hangover breakfast the next morning. She's just gotten a job as an E! News correspondent. I worked at E! at the time, so I remember just really loving that movie. And she says to her, they're having this awkward morning-after conversation, so uh, what are you doing today? And she says, oh, I'm interviewing Matthew Fox. And uh, Seth Rogen's character responds, you know what's interesting about Matthew Fox? Nothing. And I think that sadly really hurt Matthew Fox's career. He does a cameo in the movie. He's a good sport about it. But I think that, like, ultimately kind of hurt Matthew Fox because Knocked Up was a, was a big movie. So happy birthday, Matthew Fox. I hope you're uh, enjoying your lost residuals, which have many, many zeros. Um, tonight, Game 4, NBA Finals. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. It's the 10-year anniversary of the Gotcha Finals. I remember watching LeBron James struggle in game four. I watched it in an abandoned bank in Brooklyn that had been taken over by Heineken and Kanye West. They put on a good music spectacular that had Kanye, Kid Cudi, Big Sean, uh, Common, all do sets in this abandoned bank in Brooklyn. But the concert started late because everyone was in the basement 
watching game four of the 2011 NBA Finals when LeBron struggled. LeBron had nine, eight, and seven in a finals game. LeBron James, he assembles the big three in Miami, not four, not five, not six titles. And here he is, his first run with the Heatles, and he's just getting destroyed, not only on the court, but it was the first time in my lifetime I remember feeling that vitriol in social media, and it was being directed towards LeBron. It's the 10-year anniversary of the gotcha finals, and the reason I bring that up is because 10 years later, after LeBron has now won four titles and been to, I think, seven additional finals, he's seen the first graduating class from his I Promise school, 193 kids go off and get college scholarships to the University of Akron, so that's the 10 years after for LeBron. So the gotchas on all of us who in 2011 clowned him for going 9, 8, and 7. 10 years later, due to showing you he's winning the game of life and giving back. I'm excited for tonight. I want to see the bounce back game from Devin Booker. Who from the others in Phoenix will show up? They say that role players play well at home and don't travel on the road. And that was true for Mikael Bridges in game number two compared to game number three. Well, Devin Booker's going to bounce back. Aiton's going to stay out of foul trouble. CP3 is going to be the puppeteer. Who from the others? Campaign, Jay Crowder, my buddy Langston Galloway, who I hope sniffs the court this series. Is it going to be uh, an Abdul Nader, someone random? Frank Kaminsky, he's going to have to get some minutes tonight if they want to slow down Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Who from the others in Phoenix will show up? That's the key for the Suns' success. I can't wait for the game tonight. I can't wait for the WNBA All-Star game. I'm rolling with Team USA. I love Candace Parker. I know she's on the cover of 2K, but I'm going with Team USA tonight in the WNBA All-Star Game out in Vegas. I think it's a great format to help get the women ready for Tokyo. Chelsea Gray, Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, Brianna Stewart, so many stars in the W showing out tonight in Las Vegas. Be sure to check out the WNBA All-Star Game. Big show tomorrow. Ramona Shelburne breaking down game four of the NBA Finals. The show rolls on. I want to thank uh, Super Raider fan Art on the boards, as always. And thank all of you for rocking out with me today here on the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody.